Praise Psalm 130, responsibly. I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, could mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? John, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. 
So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold. And they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? And it then said him, sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You are also not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not one of the servants of the high priest. A reluctant, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it. And at once a rooster crowed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing hymn 550, The Lamb of God.
and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text tonight, as we talk about Peter, comes from the Gospel of John, the 18th chapter, verses 12 to 27, which you read earlier. But he was a professional thief. He evoked fear throughout the Wild West, including Northern California, Reading, and north up to Shasta. He terrorized the Wells Fargo stagecoach line, roaring like a tornado and spooking the most rugged of cowboys. And during his reign of terror from 1875 to 1883, he stole hundreds of thousands of dollars. No victims ever saw him, no artist ever sketched him, no sheriff could ever track his trail. His name, Black Bart. And John introduces for us tonight another Black Bart. If you ever felt shame and disgrace, it was his whisper that crushed him, your heart. If you have ever felt alone and abandoned, it was all according to his plan. If you ever felt useless and no good, it was his accusing finger in your face. He doesn't just want your money. This black bark comes to kill, steal, and destroy everything. What's his name? Guilt. Guilt. Maybe there's someone on the planet who hasn't known guilt. A swamp of remorse, an ongoing note to self. You're worthless. But I've never met that person. What sucked you under? A one-night stand? A backstreet brawl? Did you take something that wasn't yours? Or maybe your guilt isn't the result of a specific moment, but of a season in life. You failed as a parent. You blew it in your career. You squandered your youth or your money, maybe both. And the result? Guilt. We're in a series called Witnesses of Christ, and today we meet Peter. Peter is in the courtyard of the high priest named Caiaphas, and it is in that courtyard that we see guilt. Peter's guilt, but also our own guilt. Beyond the courtyard, we see grace. Grace for Peter and grace for us. To get some context, we rewind the tape a bit and go back to Gethsemane. We hear the claim that Peter made in John 13, verse 37. He's, Peter said to him, Lord, what can, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus said to Peter, and Peter, Jesus and Peter had been through so much together. Three years earlier, Jesus is walking on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus sees Peter fishing with his brother Andrew. And he simply calls him to follow. And he says to him, as Matthew records in chapter 4 and 19 of his gospel, I will make you fishers of men. One day, about a year later, Peter follows Jesus out into the Sea of Galilee. And during a high storm, you might remember this. Peter walks on water. But then he begins to sink. 
Jesus immediately reaches out to him, takes hold of Peter, and he saves him. At one point, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the word of eternal life. Eternal life. As John records in chapter 6 of his gospel. At another point, Jesus takes Peter, along with James and John, to see his glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then Jesus invites the same trio to witness his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. No wonder Peter makes that claim. I will lay down my life for you, Jesus. I think we've all made that claim. We got confirmed. You intend to live according to the word of God and the faith word and deed remain true to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Even to death. You remember that? If we were confirmed in the host of faith, you said those words. And we said, I do. Would you take this man to be your wedded husband? And you, women, said, I do. Will you take? Or we say to the woman, will you take this woman to be your wedded wife? We say, I do. We claim that. It's our claim. Pretty easy to say. I do. As the events of the courtyard unfold, it's like watching cracks in a house foundation slowly spread. A servant girl comes to Peter and says, You are also not one of them, are you? Peter says, Not me. And then another says his exact same thing. Peter doesn't change his answer. Not me. And then one of Malchus's relatives, Malchus is the servant who Peter cut his ear off. He said, Did I not see you in that garden with him? And Peter again denies it. And at once the rooster crowed. Let those three words sink in perfect. A rooster crowed. And the result? For us, the collapse happens when we, we say, just one more drink, just one more lie, just one more flame, or just one more look. A little crack, another crack, even another crack. One more leads to one more, and then just one more. When there are not are enough cracks, there will always be a collapse, always. And then what? Enter that G word, guilt. Peter, after the rooster crowed, felt guilt. He felt like a leftover, a has-been, marginalized, left out, rejected. And that's what guilt does to you and me. Guilt turns us into visible, weary, angry, two-faced, stressed-out people. Who here, besides me, loves leftovers? Most people I talk to is not leftovers, not never much money. But guess what? God does. And God gives grace. Grace. And how does that happen? 
fast forward to John chapter 21, where Jesus asked Peter if Peter loves him. And Jesus asked that question, not once, not twice, but three times. Once for every one of Peter's denials. And each time, Peter confessed, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Peter confessed his guilt. What gave him the faith to do that? But Peter was denying Jesus. Remember what Jesus was doing? He was suffering. For Peter. Jesus doesn't wait until you and I get it all together either. Jesus doesn't wait until you and I overcome our temptations and fight our demons and conquer our sins. God shows His love for you and me in that while you and I are still sinners, Christ died for us. Not my word, it's Paul's word, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. In our courtyard, we see guilt. Beyond the courtyard, at the cross, we see grace. And grace means what? To come back. Who preaches the sermon on Pentecost? Do you remember? Peter. Whose sermon converts 3,000 people? Peter. Who writes two books in the New Testament? Our God has the power 
has all the power. Yes, guilt gets a word in and out there now and then, but guilt never gets the last word. Jesus does. And that word is simply grace. What does that mean for us? That our story is not over when Jesus is in it. Isn't that great? I think it's great. And we can all come back from our guilt. How do we do that? Because Jesus has given us the best word, the best G word, and that's grace. Amen. Let us pray. Grace is Heavenly Father, take away the guilt that we all suffer from and replace it through grace. Open our hearts and our minds to the fact that it is grace that you give us. It is grace that Jesus won for us. It is grace that takes away our guilt. So that we can be Papa Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In his name, Amen. Let us sing hymn number 435, Come to Calvary's Holy Mount.
Lord, encourage all those who struggle with lingering guilt from past sins. Remind them that by your death and resurrection, you have conquered sin and removed their guilt forever. Oh, my Savior, help the Lord. By your Spirit, your Lord, shield all those who suffer the attacks of Satan. Close them with your full armor so they might believe your word rather than the lies of Satan. Oh, my Savior, help the forward. By your Spirit, and your Lord, grant seasonable weather upon the earth that will nourish your good creation. Protect us from fire, storm, and flood. Teach us how to better love, appreciate, and care for your creation. Oh, my Savior, help the forward. By your Spirit, and your Lord, thank you for the gift of community and friendship. Thank you for all the joy and laughter you have placed into our lives. Help us always to recognize these as your good gifts. Oh, my Savior, help afford. Your Lord, comfort all those who worry about family and friends who have wandered from the faith. Give us patience, knowing that you continually pursue your sheep. Help us welcome them back into your fold with grace and love. Oh, my Savior, help afford. Your Lord, bring healing and patience to those who suffer illness and injury, especially those who live silently to you now.
Thank you all for being here tonight, both here and online and watching us. Um, we'll find you up to on Sunday, 9 o'clock. Uh, next week, uh, 5.30 for Soup Supper, 7 o'clock, as we get another witness of Jesus. Let's see where we take you next week. Um, no glass part next week. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You all know that he was in North California? Yeah, really. All over the place. Yeah. He's actually in English from England. Um, actually, I don't know if he's really funny, but uh, interesting. Never shot him. Is there any announcements tonight? No announcements. Then let's go to Jesus, the Lord. Yeah. <laughs>